0: Awesome. Well, what's going on, church? So glad to see so many of you join us for our worship experience tonight. It's a joke. There's nobody in the room. But seriously, if you're online with us tonight, um, I got our church website here and I got our Facebook live stream here. And so, if I'm looking back and forth, just know I'm trying to keep my eye contact with you guys. It's a little nerve-wracking, preaching to an empty room. But uh, we're excited for tonight and um you know, in this season of kind of just not knowing what's going on, um, it's just been kind of cool to watch the staff pray over these past few days and figure out where we're going to be going as a church and how we can still continue to do ministry as a church. And in the midst of one of our meetings the other day, we had someone that brought up this statement and said, the church is not a building. And, and I was really stuck in that moment and just really understood that, you know what, we really are not a building. And that if we don't get to meet in this building, it's okay. We can still meet elsewhere. And so, thank God for technology, the chance to be sharing online. I have some friends from college that are watching this message tonight. And so, it's just just a really cool experience for us as a church to learn how to use our technology a little bit more to reach more people. But it's also cool because even this uh, pandemic that's going around still doesn't stop the ministry of the church. I'm glad you guys are joining on tonight. If you guys are watching on Facebook, just leave a comment. Let us know that you were watching. Uh, maybe that's, you know, taking pictures of your whole family sitting there. But here's what I want you to do, and I'll pass it over to Mike for a worship song, is I want you guys to lean in and take these few minutes tonight serious. You know, you could, be, you could have been on the couch all day just relaxing. You could have been on online school all day. But just for the next couple minutes, just dive in and listen to what God has to say. Because I just believe that God really has something that he wants to say uh, through me tonight, and I'm just really excited about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pray, and we'll get started with Mike, and then in just a moment, I'll be back for my message. God, we love you. Thank you for technology, that even in the midst of this pandemic, when we can't meet inside these walls, God, we can still meet. God, your spirit is inside of us, which means that when we leave the four walls of this church, it's still with us wherever we go. So we praise you for that. God, I pray tonight that your spirit will also move in the midst of this service through our technology into the lives of our members and some of the people that are watching. We love you, God, and we just pray that you get the glory for this. Amen.
1: How great the chasm The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of kings calls me his home. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living. Praise the one who set me free Hallelujah Death has lost its grip on me You have broken every chain There's salvation in your name Jesus Christ, my living hope Then came the morning. Jesus, yours is the victory. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope, Jesus Christ, my living hope, God, you are my living God, we love you so much, and we thank you for the privilege to worship you. and Praise you in a room where there are only three or four gathered tonight. But God, you are our living hope, and God, we just dwell in that, rest in that, and just rejoice in that tonight. Thank you for loving us, for guiding us and protecting us, God. Bless this time together with all of our church family and all who may be watching. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. Man, I just, I feel like I have this smile. I'm just kind of, well, it's kind of nerves, but it's excitement, and it's just a lot of things all at once. So it's really, it's really cool. So if you guys have been on our church email maybe, you might have seen where it said that I'm preaching tonight out of John chapter 11. That was a mistake on my end when I communicated to the pastor. I was talking, we're going to be talking about John the Baptist tonight, but I said John 11, but what I meant was Matthew 11. So If you already have your Bible flipped to there, go ahead and flip back. I'm sorry. If you haven't flipped your Bible there yet, go ahead and go to Matthew chapter 11. We'll be in verses one through six. But before we get there, I want to tell a story because I think it relates to the situation that John the Baptist is in, in this passage. And what this story is, is I went to college at a school called True McConnell. And at at the time when I was going there, it was called True McConnell College. Now it's university. And so my freshman year of college I, I, it's when I got saved, and about a month after getting saved, I hadn't, I hadn't been to this one place yet that everybody said I had to go to, Mount Yonah. And so, so I start. I, I have some baseball friends of mine. I, was, I played baseball there for four years. And so, I had some baseball friends of mine, and one of them had already hiked this mountain with some friends, and he came back and told us, guys, you have got to go climb this mountain. It's just, it's just really awesome, really cool. And I said, I mean, I, all right, I guess I, I'm up for that. And so, one, sa- one Sunday afternoon, we didn't have practice, and so we set out. We drive about 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes down the road, and uh, we pull up in the parking lot. And from the parking lot, if you've never been there before, you can kind of see the rock face of the mountain, and that's where you're hiking to. When you pull in the parking lot, it looks relatively close actually. And so it doesn't look like it'd be that bad of a hike. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. And so we start, we start off on our journey. And so we start into the woods. And at first it's a little flat and it kind of goes down over this thing. You cross a little tiny bridge and you're going for a minute. And us baseball players, we kind of get up and we're going pretty good and we're at pretty decent pace. And this guy that I've been with, he's big time in the outdoors. And so for him, this was heaven. And so he was just going. We get about maybe 10, 15 minutes onto the hike. And he says, hey guys, there's a shortcut right here. And so I looked at the shortcut and realized that it was a little steep. Now I'm talking like, there's some stairs here behind me. If you're watching, there's some stairs, and you know, going upstairs for a certain amount of time, if you've been to the gym and gotten on that Stairmaster machine, think about how painful that was on your thighs, your lungs are burning. That's a lot like what I was about to go through in those next five-ish minutes. I look up and it's just, and it's not necessarily a clear path, it's trees falling down on the path, but there's a small enough path to kind of see. And so, we start going up this thing and it gets steep enough to where we're pretty much like hands and knees kind of bear crawling up this thing, grabbing limbs to pull us up because we don't necessarily have hiking boots on or hiking shoes on. I'm just in tennis shoes with not a lot of grip. And so, I'm going up this mountain, I'm going up this mountain, I'm going up this mountain, and the shortcut and i'm just gassed and i'm like 5 minutes into this shortcut we finally get to the top and i'm just like like hands on the hands on my knees like just gasping for air my lungs are hurting <laughs> it was kind of funny cuz like the one guy who'd already been there was like yeah this is no big deal but like the rest of us who weren't in the greatest shape were just like dead and so after this one shortcut, he's like, well, we got another one. We're like, no, 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 no. I don't know what kind of hiking you, trip you, us, you brought us on, but we're not going on this, hike, this shortcut again. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. And so, it was, this one was a little more level. And so, we go through like this kind of like, a, I don't remember what it's called. It's this green leafy looking thing, kind of going, not poison ivy. This green leafy thing going through. Kudzu is like, kind of what I'm thinking of. Probably not on a mountain, but that's what it looked like. So, we're going through, we're going through. And then finally, that we get to the end of it, and there's this opening. And we're like, oh man, we made it, so awesome. And so we get to this opening and we look out and there's trees behind us, but we look out in this opening and we can see out into the open and we can see a little bit of the parking lot, kind of where we're at. And so we we, we take our our backpacks off, get some water in us. We're like half done, our our shirts are just covered, it's about 90 degrees outside. And after a minute or so, our buddy who'd hiked it before, is like, all right, you guys ready? And we're like, well, what do you mean we just got here? He's like, no, no, this is only like halfway. What do you mean halfway? And so he's like, turn around. So we turn around, we look up, and the rock face, we were pretty much halfway. And so for me, I was like, oh, no, this is not good. If it's anything like what I just went through it was not good. And little did I know that the worst was yet to come. And so, after we set out of this opening, this little campsite-looking place, we start hiking up. And so, if you don't know this road, if you've never been there before to hike, there's kind of, it's Pretty much a trail that had been eroded over time, so there's kind of some sinkhole-looking things, some pothole looking things, so you're having to walk across this side and then jump over to this one and go further and then jump across. And so, not only are you going on this incline, but you're also having to jump across things and you're just gassed. And so, then it finally, the erosion kind of stops and it's just more of a gravel road, so you follow that for a little bit, and then it opens up and you walk up this little thing and there's a campsite. And this is like a place for if you want to camp, That's a big open kind of spot, you know, that necess- open isn't here, but not necessarily open off the mountain or anything. And so, we stopped there for a second, and like, we're ready to be done at this point. Like, we're like, you know, Walsh, what, did, what on earth did you get us into? And <laughs> it was just kind of funny. We had some guys that were just way gassed, and he said, well, guys, I hate to tell you this, but we're not there yet. And we're like, dude, we are, we're going back. What do you mean we're not there yet? And so sure enough, we look a little bit further to our right and you see this kind of opening in the trail and this little, little tiny path and you just watch it slowly like increase as it goes up. And we're like, no, please no. And so we go, we start walking down this trail. And so we get, we get to it and we get to this rock face, kind of climb up that, that was pretty fun. But at the top of the rock face that we had climbed was the top of the mountain And when I got up to the top of the mountain, I just stopped and I looked out and all the heavy breathing didn't matter anymore. My shirt that was just drenched in sweat didn't matter anymore. My water that was basically gone because I thought we had reached the top twice was gone. My hammock was ready to get, we're ready to put my hammock up. I mean, this was heaven right here for me. Like I remember just looking out and I was just amazed at what I saw. And I'm, and I'm just at peace. And I, and I realized that coming up that mountain, it had only been about 45 minutes when it really came down to it, which if you've hiked Mount Yuna before, that's a decent little pace. And so we're at the top and I'm just looking out and I'm like, man, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Just God's creation right out here. And you're looking down on this mountain, I'm telling you, you see cars that are just like, like the sundial. It's like watching Chase Reed run a uh, 40 time. That's what, that's what it looked like. It's just that slow, just going, there's little tiny ant cars down there. But then you can look down and see the parking lot and you're like, dang, I was just down there in that parking lot. There's my car. And it was just really cool. But at the top, it didn't matter what we had gone through the whole way up. It didn't matter the shortcut that was the dadgum incline all the way to the top. It didn't matter what we had gone through because we reached the top. And I think John the Baptist has a, a pretty similar experience to this. And if you're not familiar with who John the Baptist is, I got a couple verses for you that if you want to go back and look afterwards, you can check me on this. Um, in Matthew chapter 3, so when we're in chapter 11 now, we've already heard of John the Baptist if you've read Matthew, okay. In Matthew 3, chapter, or, uh, chapter 3, verse 13, John the Baptist baptized Jesus. And you know, he's like, the guy who comes before, who's coming after me is, I'm not even worthy to even loosen his sandals. And then baptize them, the clouds open the skies open up. And it says, you know, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Like it was pretty obvious at this moment that Jesus had come, all right? And that was Jesus who had been baptized. Well, then if you look over in Luke chapter 2, you have um, John the Baptist, before he was born, him and his, and his he, was in, he was not born yet, obviously, he was with his mother. And so, they go to Mary, and this is right after Mary had been, said to, had been told, you're going to have a baby, and it's, it's going to be Jesus. And so, Mary comes, and they, Mary and John's mom are right there, and, and the, John literally jumps in the womb, And so, it was in the presence of Jesus and said, the Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth at that time. And so, um, another one is that after Jesus, or John baptized Jesus, John says in chapter, John the Baptist says in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 30, hey, you know what? Jesus' ministry has begun, so what this means is he must become greater and I must become less. And so, at this point… In John chapter Matthew chapter eleven, we've pretty much understood who who John's role in the in the story. John understands who it is that Jesus is and his ministry that has begun. So, if you pick up in verse one, it says, "When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, so basically he just got them all together and he commissioned them and you know taught them a lot of things. He went on from there to teach and preach in their cities." Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? And so I just want you guys to understand, this is a pretty big question that John was asking because John was in prison and later we find out that It doesn't end well for John in the sense of his physical life, but but he's in this place in prison where he's got to make a decision whether he wants to continue believing that Jesus is the Christ, or if he's not the Christ, then he can sort of recant what he's doing and and get out of there. And so he sends his disciples, and are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And I love Jesus' answer, he says, Jesus answered them, go and tell John that you hear and see the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. What Jesus said is pretty powerful, but to sum it all up in one statement would be, look! look out and see what's going on. Look at all these things I've done. Look what's going on. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them. What else do you need to see, John? Has, has my ministry up to this point not been enough for you to see and to believe? And I'll give you a spoiler. For some people, it wasn't enough. It, it took someone saying, until I see the, the, you know, the scars in his hands, that I'm not going to believe him. This is after the resurrection. But Jesus said this, and at a moment, John had to decide if following Jesus was worth it or not. And I think in the midst of this pandemic that's going on in our world, in the midst of me climbing up that mountain, there was a decision to make if I'm going to stay the course and go up the mountain and trust my buddy who had been there before me, or if I'm just going to turn around and go back. Because if I had turned around and gone back, I wouldn't have gotten to experience the view that I had up there at the top. And I wouldn't have gotten to experience that, that experience with so many other people that I brought afterwards. And so what, what's going on here with John is, he's saying, hey, is this worth it? Because if, if it's worth it, like if you're the, really the one, then I'm, I'm ready to give my life, Jesus. But if, if you're not the one, then let me get out of this. I'm not, I'm not willing to die for this if you're not the one. So in the midst of this pandemic, we have a choice to make. Is following Jesus going to be worth it or not? Are we going to be like the rest of the world and in this time panic for fear of our life, for fear of um, difficulties of finances, or even a difficulty on toilet paper? Are we going to panic in this time like the rest of the world is? Are we going to choose to follow Jesus and stay strong in what he's taught us? Because if you see this right here, obviously, Jesus said this, and if you look in um, Matthew chapter 14, John ended up losing his life and getting his head chopped off, okay? And so, John got it, and he believed it, and he stayed true to the course, and he decided that, you know what? No matter what happens to me, I'm going to continue to follow Jesus because he is the one who was and is and is to come. So, John got it. He, He got it. And so, tonight, the question to you is, are you going to choose to follow Jesus or not in the midst of this, this chaos? Now I understand that there, there is a fear. There is a fear that you might get sick with this. You might be one of those that's in that, uh, at risk age, and that could be a fear of yours. You might be a parent, and you have little kids, and you're, you're scared for their health and their well-being. I get that. Well, I'm not necessarily a parent, but here's what I'm going to say is I do have a, I have a fear of that of myself. You know, I have parents and I have family members that I don't want to have this, you know, this disease and this virus. You know, I have, I have people in my life, I'm married, I, don't, I have a wife that I don't want to get sick. I don't want to lose my wife. So yeah, I do have a little bit of fear of this, this pandemic that's going on. And you know what? Yeah, I do have a fear of, of finances. Yeah, that is a healthy, that is, that's a fear that I have because what if this goes on for so long? What does what is, what is like my household income look like? Yeah, there's a fear there. So I do understand that one, that there's a little bit of a fear. But here's what I'll say about that. I was going to say this for him, but I'll say it now. Jesus' reign on the throne hasn't come to a halt or to a pause because of this pandemic. If Jesus was on the throne back in November before this pandemic was a thing, he's still on the throne now, and he's going to still continue to be on the throne from today and through eternity. So I'm not, in that sense, I'm going to hold to the faith, and I'm going to choose to follow Jesus in the midst of this thing, because Jesus is not coming off the throne, he's going to remain on the throne, and he's going to continue being Lord of my life because he is on the throne. So I want you guys to understand that right now, right now we need to make a choice, we need to decide if we're going to follow Jesus or not. We're going to decide if we're going to trust that he's Lord on this throne or not because, spoiler alert, this pandemic did not come as a surprise to him. And that's hard for me to believe sometimes because, holy cow, I don't understand what the future is going to hold. Well, good. Because this is a time more than ever for my faith to be tested so that way it can be trusted down the road. And so what's cool about this time is for so many of us, it's allowed us to slow down. But if we're not careful, that time of slowdown can be taken up by sleep, um, by cooking, by video games, by media consumption. Whatever it is, it can be taken up by that, and that can get us away from what Jesus wants to f- us to focus on during this time, and that's Him. And in a world that's looking for an answer, we have it. And so how cool is that, that in the midst of the the craziest time that so many of us have seen in our lifetime, Jesus has the answer, and it's Him, and it's His Spirit, and His Spirit brings this peace to us. And so if you're going to make that choice, whether you've made the decision before to follow Jesus and you're continu- continuing to follow Him, or if you've been scared in this and you're saying, you know what, tonight I'm going to choose to continue following Jesus, or tonight you're saying, you know what, I am going to follow Jesus because He is worth it. Let me tell you, there's this peace that's going to come on you, and it's going to surpass all understanding. Philippians tells us that. And this Spirit is going to lead us, it's going to help us in our faith, and this heart of stone that was in our life before, it's going to, it's going to be replaced by a, a, a spiritual heart and it's going to help us in our life. And it's going to give us the desires of God. So if that's the case, then we're going to choose to follow Jesus when you stick to that choice. You know, I, I'm wearing a flannel tonight, but in about a month I might not be wearing a flannel. And with Georgia weather, tomorrow I could be wearing short sleeves and a shirt and, a, and shorts. In the seasonal change of temperatures, my outfit changes. But in the, se- in the seasonal change of what life is like, my faith in Jesus will not change. Because I do understand that he's on the throne. And I do understand that he's the Lord of my life. And if I've trusted him as Lord of my life, and I've surrendered my life to him, then it doesn't matter what comes. So what if the finances get tough? So what if I get sick? Now, you might say, well, that's big, Andrew, because you're not sick right now. Well, Yeah but if I have my faith in Jesus, I'm not gonna let that shake my faith. So it's important that we make that choice and that we stick to it. Because as I said before, his reign on the throne hasn't come to a halt or to a pause because of pandemic. And even in the midst of John the Baptist, when he's about to lose his life, sent a messenger and Jesus said, look out and see. Well, if, if we could look out six weeks ago and see that Jesus was still on the throne, then uh, I'm pretty sure that we can look out now and see that Jesus is, is still on the throne because our church isn't shut down. Our building, yeah, people are not, are not in it, but look what we're doing right now, we're worshiping online. And so I don't know what your setting is like, if you're driving down the road watching this, um, if you're at your house watching this, if you're sitting with your family watching this. But as I close out of this message and I just wind down, I want you guys to think about some things. And I told you guys two things tonight. I said, we need to make a choice and we need to stick to that choice. And so write those things down. Maybe as a family, you talk about that. You know, maybe you talk as a family, okay, well, what does this choice look like moving forward in the uncertainty of what tomorrow holds? That might mean, hey, you know what? Maybe tomorrow, I will spend some time in the Word. Maybe that means I'll wake up a little bit early tomorrow instead of just taking a vacation and sleeping in. Hey, maybe that means I'm going to spend a little little bit less time on video games and being intentional with my time, redeeming that time with Jesus. Maybe that's at this time where things have slowed down, you have a time to get rid of some old habits, some things that have creeped into your life or this season of busyness where you might not have been in church recently. The church is literally in the messages are being literally brought to you. You just have to open your phone. So in the midst of the busyness, you can still stay plugged in. How cool is that? So how do you make that choice, and how do you stick to it? I'm going to let you guys at your houses kind of figure that out. I'm just going to leave that up to you, but I really want you guys to lean into that. And if you, again, you need the reference, Matthew 11, man, John the Baptist, even John the Baptist. And Jesus later said that no, there's no one born of a woman that's greater than John." So it's a pretty high compliment that Jesus gave John, and even in prison, he still had a concern, and so he sent a messenger. But Jesus just affirmed the the doubts. He just said, can you look around and see? I'm still Lord of all. So I'm asking you to look around and see that Jesus is still Lord of all and to trust that and believe in it and to walk in it. Guys, I love y'all and I miss y'all and I wish you guys could have been here tonight. I wish I could have interacted with you guys, shaking hands, hugged and whatnot. Um, but don't worry. We'll be together again soon. If you guys need anything, just let us know. I'm gonna pray. Chase has a couple announcements and we'll be done. Appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. Can't wait to see y'all live stream again on Sunday. God, we love you. Just thank you for who you are. And God, you're just the God who removes doubts from our life. God, you give us this peace that does surpass all understanding. And so God, I just ask that if the, for the people watching tonight and listening tonight, that God, that you would just wipe away those doubts that they have and God, affirm that you are still on the throne. God, in the, in the midst of this uncertainty that's going on, just give them this peace. God, give me this peace, give our staff this peace and give, us, give our staff a wisdom on how to continue doing ministry to our flock. We love you, God, and thank you for the way you're working in this church. Amen.
2: Amen. Hey, let's get a a social distance fist bump right here Andrew. Where are you going? Let's get a fist bump right here. Boom. That's how we do it. That's how we do it these days. Listen, guys, that was a great message. Pastor Andrew, really appreciate it. We're going to be right back on Facebook Live in our live streaming service, serving.net, on both Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings at 1030. So tune in. Don't want to miss out. I mean, you've got a tremendous opportunity right now to literally, you can share the church service by clicking a button so Sunday morning at 1030, we'll be right back. Facebook Live, sermon.net via our website, Airlinebadness.org. The new website looks great, by the way, in case you haven't checked it out. You can check it out during your time off, look at some of the new features, look at some of the new, the new stuff going on there. But hey, listen, while you're at home, I need you to do me a favor right now. If you have your phone on you, um, if you're not watching, if you could pull your phone out and text updates. To the number three one nine nine six again albc updates to three one nine nine six what that does that lets us communicate directly to you we're not going to blow your phone up with a lot of text messages we just want to be able to in an instant send a text message directly to your phone so you can know what's up so sunday morning at around ten twenty five, expect a text message from that number saying hey we're going live in five minutes for our church So again, that's ALBC Updates, all one word, 31996. And listen, like Andrew kind of talked about, uh, talked about, use this time, redeem this time that, that we have off. I mean, we've been given this time for a reason. This is a time, I think, more than ever, where the church is going to make a, a, a mark on history. I saw the other day, we are almost back to the, to the first century church. And that is a really, really cool thought to think about. I mean, we've got people doing churches in homes and we've got all kinds of, uh, all kinds of stuff going on where we can legitimately go out and help our neighbor, right? Whether they're uh, part of our ALBC family or if they are part of, uh, of just our community and don't know a thing about Jesus. Because like Andrew talked about and like Mike sung about, the, 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 the war's been won. We, we know how the story goes. We know what's at the end of the book. Right, But what such a time is this where we can go out to a world that's in confusion, that's in pandemonium, that's in chaos, and we can minister directly to them. That's awesome. That's what, that's what it's all about. So, uh, and also remember, you can go online and, and, and give your tithes and offerings as well. You can text that in uh, as well. All that's on our website, on our Facebook page, that information. Is there? So, listen. I know Andrew already prayed, but if you're still listening, I want to take a few minutes. I want you to grab your family. Uh, you know, uh, husbands, get with your with your wives and, and and grab your your children if they're watching. And let's just use this time right now, really briefly, as we close, to lift up praises and, and pray. Use our voices. Pray directly to God. Let, let, let his name be lifted up all around this Northeast Georgia area. And I don't know, maybe you're watching somewhere else in the world. Maybe uh, Andrew said he had friends from, from Truett to an insult, So maybe you're, you're, you're somewhere else. You're not in Gainesville. That's fine. But what I want to happen right now is I want to just take a minute. I'll pause in just a second and let us just, just lift up the name of Jesus all around collectively as one body. Let's take time and do that right now, and then I'll I'll close in prayer, and you can go throughout. God, I can feel it. I can. I can almost feel your spirit moving. God, I almost, like when those, those words came out of my mouth and I, I said, lift up the name, lift up your name. God, I almost could, could, could feel those that are, that are listening, that are tuned in. God, that have been watching, lift up your name all across this area, God. I could almost feel it. God, in, in this time when, 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 when things look darkest, God, you're there you're shining bright. God, you're calling us out to redeem this time that we've been given like, like Pastor Andrew talked about, God. Because we have a lot of reasons right now to turn away from you, to do our own thing, to stray away, to question you, God. But let us not use this time as that. God, let us not use this time that we've been given to pout, to moan, to to cry, to bellyate God, but use this time that we've been given to come together as one body and uplift the name of Jesus in our community and in our homes like never before. That's my prayer. I think that's the prayer of Airline Baptist Church, Father. So be with those listening to this stream, God, whether they're listening now or they're going to listen later or or let let them just be emboldened by that fact, Father. Let them be emboldened by the idea that you want us to have a relationship with you and use that relationship to have a relationship with others and to bring them into a relationship with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. We'll see you at 1030 on Sunday morning, okay?